0: Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 27 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The goal of the podcast is to discuss different health topics that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the optimal you. If you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I have a special offer for you as a gift for taking the time to listen. Today's guest is Linda Elsagood, founder of the LDN Research Trust. But before we start a visit with Linda, I need to let the listeners know that this podcast provides general information and a discussion about health and health-related subjects. The information provided in this podcast is not intended or should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. A little background on our guest, Linda. She is a patient who ha- who was having relapsing remaining MS with attacks every six months. It, took months. it took months for a relapse to recede only to have another one start. In October, 2003, she was told that she had secondary progressive uh, multiple sclerosis and there was nothing anyone could do to help her. Following her success with LDN, low-dose naltrexone, She founded the LDN Research Trust as a UK non-profit registered charity in 2004. The LDN Research Trust is run purely by volunteers. They receive no funding and rely on donations. The LDN Research Trust works closely with prescribers, pharmacists, and patients offering support and education. Uh, They have a website, the www.ldnresearchtrust.org. And it features lists of clinical trials and studies involving low-dose naltrexone conditions for which it is used, and a global prescriber and pharmacist uh, prescriber patient guides and more. Um, She has her own LDN radio show, which I was fortunate enough to be a a guest on uh, several years back, where listeners can access on Mixcloud, Captivate FM, Google, Apple, and Amazon podcast, iTunes and Spotify. In addition to the, they have a Vimeo and YouTube channels as well. So totally connected, Linda. You, you got it all going. Mm-hmm. Um, the LDN Research Trust has made six documentaries, which have been huge successes. Um, they are ex- accessible on the, the website. Um, they arrange conferences, both large and small, and host seminars in conjunction with pharmacies. Um, In short, the LDN Research Trust strives to spread the word about LDN and to encourage and support ongoing research about low-dose naltrexone. On top of that, in her spare time, there's three books out there uh, that cover uh, low-dose naltrexone as well. So I know that's a a brief bio of uh, what you've got going on. Do you want to share anything else about what's what's going on in Linda's world? Well,
1: right now, I know that this is a recording, but I'm getting ready for the LDN 2023 conference. And should any of your patients be interested in listening to the live stream recordings, we're very happy to give patients a heavily discounted price. There is a form to fill in, which I'll send to you that you can probably put with this podcast uh, for patients to learn more about LDN.
0: That's awesome. That, uh, so you hold that yearly? Kind of rotates around the, the world pretty much, doesn't it?
1: Yes. It's in uh, Pennsylvania this year. Um, we mainly have them in the U.S. We do have them in other countries too. But the most um, experienced doctors are from the U.S. Oh, wow. So it's easier to get a full lineup of doctors. And we have... Um, a three day conference, but we have more presentations than we could fit into um, three days. So we also have another 15 hours of pre-recorded presentations. And we have just been um, given 15 CME credits for both the live slash live stream and the pre-recorded presentation. So quite excited about that.
0: That's awesome. Um, I've, I've sat on my couch, uh, for a couple of them and, and viewed them and, and pinged in my questions. So it's, uh, I I like to do that. I'm not going to be able to see it live this time, but I am going to, um, uh, buy it and, and watch it at my convenience or listen to it as, as I have time. So, so tell us how you got going. I mean, what was, what was going on with your health back in the day when you first, um, got on LDN and, and, Kind of share share your experience with that and what happened.
1: Okay. As you, you gave a brief introduction to my MS, um, my mother had a heart attack. I'm very close to my mother and trauma and stress is a, a big thing. I now know with hindsight, I had MS for many years beforehand. Different things would happen. Um, But they would come and they would go. So there was no issue. You know, there wasn't a problem. It's not until you stop and you look back. These are all pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. And when you put them together, you can see a pattern. But at the time, I was busy. I didn't have time to be ill. Okay, so, you know, something would twitch for a while and then go. Something was numb for a while and went. Um, I had Epstein-Barr virus. Uh, we call it glandular fever here and I when I was 13 and I had nearly a year off school. Uh, yeah. I didn't really do much schooling in that year um books were sent home for me but I was just so tired I just slept and I can remember even at 13 I was taller than my mum who was four foot nine I think I was about five foot three five foot. For that time, I'm five foot six now, I grew a little bit after that. My mum trying to support me and half carry me to the car because I just didn't have the energy. And I think that was the beginning of my health not being as it should be with hindsight. So when my mum had this um, heart attack, I sat with her in the ICU. And I had it in my mind that if I went to sleep, she would die. It was me keeping awake. That was keeping her breathing. Mm -hmm. Crazy, I know, not a good idea. Um, And she lived. And which was good. I think she lived another 18 years after that. And I was just so tired. Um, My husband worked away. I was working full time, had two teenage children. I was the taxi. And, you know, if you want something done, ask a busy person. I was Wonder Woman, I was doing the gardening, the decorating, the cooking, the cleaning. I could do it all. But it was as though a few weeks after my mum's heart attack, it was like I hit a brick wall. I just stopped. Um, I couldn't get out of bed. And the fatigue was really bad but it deteriorated to such a point i had twitching muscles restless legs burning limbs um terrible pains in my head cognitive problems i spoke as though i'd had a stroke i slurred my words i couldn't recall vocabulary i tried to put a sentence together in my head it made total sense to me but what came out of my mouth wasn't what i thought it was going to be I couldn't shower myself. I lost my bowel and bladder control. I had no balance. I had vertigo. So I, I spent a lot of time on the toilet asleep or on the floor. Um, it was, it was terrible. Um, quality of life, zero. Uh, I had to have somebody, you know, put a cup to my lips cause I couldn't find my mouth. Um, the only saving grace was I was awake like four hours out of the 24. I, I slept that, that much. Uh, and not good sleep either um it was just unbelievable and it was like watching one of those calendars that flip over you know the first of the month the second of the month the third of the month and what had i done nothing and i'm a workaholic i can't help it i like to achieve things and i couldn't achieve anything zero you know I'd sit on the toilet and cry with temper because I would be thinking a three-year-old can do this. Why can't I do it? Why? You know, what's stopping me from doing this? Um, My husband, (laughs) when he was at home, was trying really hard to help educate me. I don't drink tea, for example. And I would say to him, can you make me a cup of tea, meaning coffee? I thought I'd said coffee. And he would say, don't you mean a cup of coffee? Yes. You know, well, you said tea. Well, don't keep telling me. This is what I remember saying. Don't keep telling me. But I'm telling you so next time you'll remember. No, it doesn't work like that. All you're doing is depressing me. You're making me not want to talk because you keep correcting me. So that was disappointing. And I can remember one time we had some friends come and I'd been to the toilet and my leg strength used to go as well, which didn't help the falling down. Uh, But I had really bad vertigo and the floor was spinning and I I just went on the floor. And these friends came. So my husband went and opened the door and I was lying in the hallway. So he said, Oh, come on in. So he stepped over me, which is what he normally does. (laughs) And they were saying, Well, you can't just leave her there, you know, stepping over her. I mean, they were absolutely freaked out. And he said, But she can't get up yet. She's got to wait until she's ready and then we can help her up. But they were horrified. (laughs) He was just leaving me on the floor and stepping over me. But that was the condition I was in at that time. And it it was really scary. And it was like, you know, the end was coming up to reach me very quickly. And I honestly believe, had I have not heard of LDN, started LDN, I wouldn't be here today um, because I don't think I would have ever got any better. The only way was to get worse, you know?
0: Wow, I can't Uh, even imagine that. That's just incredible how how low you must have been at that point. mm,
1: And I had, you know, over a year in bed and I was on a wheelchair and I couldn't walk at all. Um, My legs were really weak. I didn't realise that your tendons shrink, I was given a wheelchair with no physiotherapy, not told to do any exercises, not that I think I could have done any at that point anyway. Um, But once I'd started LDN, I had to go and see a podiatrist. Because standing on my feet, and the arches of my feet, the pain, was excruciating it was very very painful and he got me to stand me to stand who's got no balance um against a wall and he ran his thumbs up from my heels up um at the heel of my leg up to my calf and he said does it hurt here and he pressed and it was yes you found the spot don't do it anymore while i'm trying to hold on to the wall um and he said what had happened was that my tendons had shrunk because they hadn't been used and i had to do stretching exercises to stretch them and strengthen my legs and uh, i know i'm going out of order but to try and walk i could walk one car length which was two car lengths because you had to walk back and then it was trying to do one and a half car length and back. And it took me 18 months to walk properly. And I did it every day, whether it was raining, snowing, I made myself do it. Wow. Because I had a dog.
0: <laughs> you had a dog. You a had the dog. dog.
1: <laughs> yes. So, so that was oh. my encouragement.
0: How were you introduced to LDN? How did you come across it? Okay,
1: so after um, being told, um, my neurologist examined me and he made me walk in a line like you'd expect somebody to do at a police station when they're drunk, one foot in front of the other. I couldn't do it. I was just falling all over Um, trying to touch my nose, then his finger couldn't do that either because I didn't know where my nose was, let alone touch his finger. Oh, I had double vision and lost the hearing in my left ear as well. Couldn't do it. Uh, Everything he tried, I couldn't do. And he sat sat me down, he put his hand across the desk and shook hands with me as he was saying, I'm really sorry, you're secondary progressive now and there's nothing more we can do for you. And as he said that, he opened the door to show me out. That was it. I couldn't believe that there was no plan B. There was no, you know, okay, we'll try this. We will, there was nothing. And I felt at that time that he may as well have said, go home and die quietly. Don't make a fuss. You're an embarrassment. It was just awful. And at my lowest point, I was in a lot of pain and I was home alone. Um, My next door neighbor used to look in on me to check I was okay. And the front door was open. I hadn't got any more painkillers. And I called my doctor, who, it would never happen these days, but it did back then. I spoke to him and told him that I had these terrific pains. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't believe me, because the pains were like the size of a wine glass. They were sometimes front left, back right. The pain used to move, but it was in my head. So, so bad. And the doctor came and bought me some painkillers. He went and got me a glass of water. And I said to him, you know, how long do you think it will be before I start to feel a bit better? You know, a bit better. That's what I was hoping. And he said, well, I think if you were going to, you would have done by now. And I thought, you know, I am the break on everybody's life in the family. Nobody was functioning right because I was such a burden to everybody. Um, I'm stopping people for having fun, from going out. The only time I went out was to, like, hospitals, dentists, doctors, that kind of thing. Um, so I thought, you know, my parents kept saying, you're still young. I was 44 at the time. If we could take it from you, we would. And I didn't like the pity in people's eyes. I didn't like people feeling sorry for me. I thought if I was to take all the painkillers and end it all, people would understand why, but that would be my gift to them, giving them their life back rather than having to look after me. So trying to think it through when you have got such bad cognitive problems, But I knew that it was going to be my 15 year old daughter who was going to find me. And you can't do that to a 15 year old. So, bit of my old self coming back that if nobody else can fix me, I'll have to try and fix myself. Mm -hmm. So, back in 2004, the internet wasn't what it is today. Google, I don't even think there was Google back then. I think it was like Ask Jeeves and things like that. (laughs) so the most I could do was to turn the computer on and of course it was dial up it was very slow after 10 minutes I was exhausted I just had to go to bed and a nap would be three or four hours you know it used to completely deplete my energy so eventually I found people in the US because I knew I wasn't unique I knew there were other people out there who must have similar experiences to me. is just that I didn't know them. So I found these people who were all telling me the same. You really should try LDN. If it doesn't do you any good, it's not going to do you any harm. Did I care if it got awful side effects? No, it was something to try. But because it was safe, you know, that was pretty good. So the next thing, LDN being a prescription-only drug, you got to find somebody to prescribe it for you that was a bit problematic but i found a doctor in wales a dr bob lawrence who gave me all the information and said take it to your own doctor and see if they'll prescribe it for you if not come back to me at this point the my doctor had retired and i had got a young lady doctor who looked as though she was like school friend to my eldest daughter she was very young and I took her the information and said, would you prescribe it for me? And she said, you know, she wasn't a partner in the practice. She didn't get a vote. So she would have a meeting with them and propose prescribing LDN. Come back in two weeks. So I went back and she said um, the vote was no. But I've read all the information and it seems really good to me. And if it was me, I'd like to try it. So if you can get someone to prescribe it for you, I'll monitor you. So I thought that was the a good compromise, you know, I wasn't flying solo, I'd got somebody on team Linda, you know. So I uh, went back to Dr. Bob Lawrence, who was sadly passed away. Now, uh, he prescribed it for me. Now, he told me that you could initially have headaches, sleep disturbance, vivid dreams, um, stomach issues. And I thought, okay, I want all of those because I want to know it's working (laughs) nothing else out there. So I took it and I could have been taking saccharin. It did absolutely nothing. So I was thinking, you know, Oh, I don't know. There's nothing else that I can think of that, you know, I could try. And then. What what, what did you start on? Well, in those days it was, totally different than today. The regime was you started on three milligrams for a month, and then you went up to 4.5. Now, we all know that some people's dose is two milligrams. right? Um, so you can imagine the fallout rate was rather high because some people couldn't follow that titration. I was very lucky. it It was fine for me. And after three weeks of being on LDN, so this is before I went up to the 4.5, living in my head at that time was like a television set that wasn't tuned in i couldn't see properly hear properly couldn't process any thoughts i felt pretty awful um and suddenly it was as though this television set was tuned in it was i could start to see i could start to think and you until you have been there where you can't think to actually have that ability To process thoughts again. Oh, that was amazing. It was just totally unbelievable. But it didn't happen overnight. It took me about 18 months and I had to work at it, as I I said, with the the standing and walking. Uh, And it was like slowly my bowel and bladder control came back. The hearing in my left ear came back. It's not 100%, but it's acceptable. Um, The double vision, I have prisms in my glasses. um, And I can actually go without my glasses for a little while and um, the opticians suggest I do that to make my muscles work because I've got one eye that goes to the left and one goes up or something. They don't work together, but the glasses make them work together. Uh, um, So that was just the beginning of wonderful things happening slowly. It didn't all happen, you know, whoa, I'm okay now. So what did I want to do once I was well enough to do something? Um, Did I want to just get on with my life and say, I'm okay? Or did I want to help those people that were in that deep, dark place I was? So it was no brainer. I wanted to help other people. And did I realize 20 years old, I would still be doing it as a volunteer. People think I'm crazy. Um, but it's so rewarding when you're able to help people, which I would never have done to the extent, obviously, as I do now, had I have not got MS in the first place.
0: Right. Wow. So, so you mentioned a couple of things uh, kind of, questions that I take away from, from your um, history. So one of the things you mentioned that uh, you didn't get well right away. Did it did it progressively get better over a period of time?
1: Yep. Yeah. 18 months it took me. 18 months. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's something we try and let our patients know that it it seems to autosnowtrexon seems to be kind of a cumulative effect over time. So longer that they can take it, as long as they're not having side effects, they can afford it, uh, those sort of hurdles, um, to encourage them to take it for, you know, eight months, nine months, just to see what, what happens over that time period. Because everybody's different. I mean, we get patients that in the first month, they have like miraculous turnarounds. I mean, three days, we just had one gal call us and say, in three days... It's made such a significant difference in, difference in my life. And then, you know, others, it just takes time. Why, why do you think that is?
1: Maybe. Obviously, your immune system has gone uh, haywire. And I think it depends on what conditions, what symptoms you have, how severe those symptoms are. It didn't happened to me overnight getting sick Mm -hmm. and i don't think you can expect it to reverse any quicker than it took to to get there yeah if that makes sense i think you've got to give your body chance to i mean dr ian Sagon, as you know who did all the um studies in the laboratories starting back in the 1970s he says that LDN helps regulate dysfunctional immune system. So mm. if you're building the immune system back into a way that it's meant to run, you've got to wait for that process. And then you've got to wait for it to help reduce all those symptoms. And I had so many symptoms. Mm. Uh, it, it would have been impossible, I think, for them all to disappear Immediately.
0: Yeah, I, I do think, you know, it does have, um, you know, when we think about MS and what it's doing to the nerves, you think about rheumatoid arthritis, what it's doing to the joints. I think I think those tend to respond slower just because, you know, we're, we've got damaged parts of our body. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you think about fibromyalgia and how it's really more soft tissue, it seems to be. And those those are those are ones that, that you can almost count on them like turning it around in a short period of time. So those are those are I'm always pretty excited when somebody says, Well, I have fibromyalgia. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun to see what happens in a month or two. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's awesome. So you've you've obviously are very passionate about um this, you know, getting the word out. So what why why did why did you just want to just scream it from, from the rooftops? Why what what was the desire there?
1: It was to help other people, as I say, who are in that deep dark place. And I do know some people that actually have gone through with it, which I think is very sad, but I do get it. Um You're going to have to edit this bit. I've just lost my train of thought. Um, But I think that anybody with a chronic illness and disease has to take ownership of their own health. If you are just going to follow the advice of a doctor and believe hundred percent of what they say and if they are not used to thinking outside the box looking at alternative therapies you know it's something that i think they could benefit from knowing about um, especially ldn it can be used alongside of many of the traditional medications but if something doesn't feel right, or there is something that you think you would like to try, I think you should be allowed to express your opinion, and to try different things, rather than just accept. No, I won't prescribe it. Um, You know, whether it's LDN or some other therapy. I think you, I was quite old, before I realised I could say no. I thought when a doctor told you something, you just had to say, okay, yes. Uh, And it was quite an eye opener that you could actually express an opinion and say no, (laughs) and say no. Um, And I think maybe, as I say, taking ownership for your own health is a big step forward. As, a, as you were saying at the beginning, a, a path to better health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we do, it is, it is an ownership thing and, and, you know, we, we know our bodies better than anybody. I mean, um, I think, you know, being able to work with a provider that's um, open to different treatments is huge. And, and that's kind of, Kind of what we align try and align with um in our practices to find those providers and then share them different tools because you know the more tools that we have as as a provider the more benefit the uh, the hope that we can get our patients uh relief from whatever issues they're having so so the ldn research trust incredible man you're just rolling with that that's that's been an amazing project you know the you you, one of the things that um, that you do I think which is huge is the LDn radio show. Talk a little bit about that and how you how you got that thing off the ground
1: um, Before I started my radio show, Mary Bradley Boyle had a radio show and when she stopped it was um, greatly missed and someone said, oh well, you can do that on top of everything else. It's like, okay, I'll give it a go. And we're like 2,000 and something episodes later. Um, It's been phenomenal. Uh, Very well received. And what I like is that there are so many traditional doctors, um, consultants. We're talking MDs here. who are pain specialists, gastroenterologists, rheumatologists, dermatologists, urologists, who are open to prescribing LDN. Now, when you've got the weight of those people in who are very high up in the medical world prescribing LDN, it proves to those people who 20 years ago were saying it was snake oil um, you know, and the people that were prescribing it were quacks, you know, uh, but when they are, you know, Harvard trained and so on, they don't produce quacks, you know, they are, you know, people at the top of their game. Right. So I always think that adds credibility to LDN. There are many fantastic naturopathic doctors, NDs, NMDs, DOs who are prescribing LDN, and they are the most open-minded prescribers because that is alternative, not nice calling it alternative medicine, but they are the ones that always think out of the box and looking at not treating the symptoms, but treating the root causes of the symptoms, which is a a really big deal. Um, Sometimes when you go to see a doctor they will look at the symptoms and try and treat those symptoms but that's just a band-aid it's not actually um, curing or stopping those symptoms because you're not treating the root cause so all the tests and everything that the naturopathic doctors do the western medicine doctors are seeming to be following suit in a lot of cases and try and find out what the root causes of the patient's issues. So we discussed all of this on the radio show with different um, prescribers. And we also now do webinars. And we've had some fantastic ones um, in the last few months even with um, pain specialist, um, Dr. Norman Marcus. And he was talking about how he treats. He's got his own pain clinic in New York and he has devised a protocol which he says it was like 98% of his patients he can get pain free and offer opioids. But he does it differently than anybody else that I know. He starts on microdosing. He then does it twice daily and then he does it four times daily. And then increases the doses. It's quite amazing. And he says that his way is the best way. And his patients become pain-free. So that's fantastic. And we had another uh, really good webinar from Dr. George Yakos. And he is a cardiologist. And he was going through how Western medicine treats um, heart conditions, and what you can do by putting in um, naturopathic medicines alongside how you can help prevent the inflammation which causes the heart problems. And these are webinars that you can actually purchase for, for $20 off our website. But there are so much really good information and the PowerPoints are there and you can see what their protocols are. But it was quite interesting um, with Dr. George Yakov talking about um, statins and salt and how there is a lot of misconception with a lot of trains of thoughts. So very interesting.
0: Very interesting. So that that website uh, to our listeners, once again, the LDNresearchTrust.org website is loaded with information. It's incredible, the, the amount of information. So I I had uh, a provider we were working with, and we, we work with a lot of nurse practitioners and physician assistants because they, they seem to be a little bit more open-minded to some of the things that we do. And we'd work with we'll work with whoever's whoever whoever wants our services, just, just so I'm not pigeonholing that. But um but uh I had one that does uh fertility practice and I think is a Dr. Boyle that has uh stuff on fertility. So I, I shot her some links to um the LDN Research Trust website and some uh, stuff on fertility and she's been doing great guns. It's fun to uh, listen as we have patients call for their refills and tell us that they're pregnant. It's like, oh my gosh, she's just killing it. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great resource for us to um, have that out there. So one of the things that, that we do a little bit differently, I think than some other pharmacies is, is we we really try and hold our patient's hand the first four to six months of of trying to figure out what that optimal dose is because it it's kind of difficult to find that, and and uh, through that hand holding, we're sending text messages, emails, we we're tracking their symptoms um, just to kind of get a. Uh, Better feel of where they're at and and help them because a lot of our patients, you know, prior to that, I think were kind of bailing. If they had side effects, they kind of thought, "Well, that's it. I think I'm done." I don't, you know, we're able to work around that. And did you end up with side effects at all with with your dosing?
1: I didn't have any side effects ever. I've never had the vivid dreams, <clears throat> nothing whatsoever. But I know some people do, and I had. One man, he had dreamt that he'd stabbed his wife and he woke up in a sweat thinking it was so real. And he he said he very gingerly touched her to see, you know, if she was still breathing. And she was. And he then realized it was just a dream. (laughs) But on the other side, I've had people have absolutely amazing dreams, but they can't wait to go to bed to continue these dreams. And then they're very disappointed when they stop.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you know we have the patients that either really like them or really don't like them, and and that's kind of uh, something that I always you know preface that as we're talking about the medication is to you might really like them or you might not like them at all. So yeah.
1: But so- if you take the LDN in the morning, it stops the vivid dreams anyway. So somebody doesn't like the dreams take it in the morning and then that's not an issue anyway
0: yeah i'm i'm a morning doser so i think we've uh i would say probably 35 40 percent of our patients are morning dosers so yeah so i kind of feel a little bit like uh the mini you mini linda elsa out in western north dakota trying to shout about low-dose naltrexone from the rooftops so um, it's been a passion for my, my staff and we truly enjoy helping patients, um, you know, introducing them to the medication, trying to get them to maybe talk to their providers about it or, or allow them to um, prescribe it for them. Share with them, impart on them about low-dose naltrexone.
1: On our website, We have a button under resources called search condition data. Now, everything we have for a condition, when you click, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, Crohn's disease, all the videos, past conference presentations, patients' experiences with that condition, pharmacists, prescribers, researchers, it's all there not only are all the video and interviews and presentations there but any research that's been done on that condition is also there if it's been in the news that is there so it's a really good place to start if you have a condition and you're not sure about ldn you would like to hear what other people have said about ldn it's all there readily and freely available we don't charge patients for anything and we don't hide anything everything we have is there on the website and available for free we do have an e-commerce website which is ldnrtevents.com where we sell the webinars and um conference and that kind of thing but on the main website everything is free and not hidden that's a and we, we also have a contact us button a button form that if anybody has any questions we make sure that you get the correct answer and the one of the big things that we are trying hard to do the internet is full of information and some of it is misinformation so we always make sure everything that is on our website is backed up by science or backed up by our medical advisors. There is nothing on there that is, as far as we know, incorrect. Awesome.
0: Well, I know you mentioned early on that there is uh, some special pricing for um, patients uh, that can view this, you, you know, your your seminar, your international seminars next week. This, this podcast will be a couple of weeks after that. But um, you can go to that website. Uh, we'll have a link. You could call the pharmacy and we can, we can help you um, sign up for that if that's something you want to view. But plenty of great speakers uh, that will be talking about the different ways that LDN uh, can help patients and that they've used in their practice. So, Linda? But some,
1: some people, just let me add this, think that every conference is more or less the same information but LDN is growing and the understanding and the knowledge and the research is increasing all the time. So what we want to bring to these conferences is the latest up-to-date information. That's awesome. And it's been a pleasure to be on this
0: side of the microphone and uh, be able to ask the questions and not have to give the answers. So that's been kind of fun for me. Um, uh, you're you're an inspiration to all of us. And um, you know, our conversation prior to hopping on the podcast, um, giving me some ideas on how to get the word out is going to challenge me to take our practice uh, up a notch a little bit and help as many patients as we can. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being a guest. Um, if you made it this far in the podcast, your re- reward is 25% off a dietary supplement of your choice using the code podcast for telephone and in-person orders at the pharmacy. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Linda. Appreciate all that you do, uh, and uh, thanks. And as always, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.